0: Hello and welcome to Manageable Conversations, the podcast where we speak to leaders across industry sectors. In each episode, we'll discover what helped them in their career, how they stay sharp, and ways they get the best out of their teams. I'm Farley Thomas, the founder of Manageable. We hope this podcast inspires you to be a great leader by learning from others.
1: If you trust people to do the job that you've employed and you empower them to get on with that and you're clear on that structure. That's what gets the most out of teams. Ultimately, as a leader, as a manager, getting out of the way of the the, the great people that you've hired to do the job and the task that you've asked them to and trusting that they'll come back over a period of time with, if not the results with, with some learnings as to why and the iteration should have happened well before the end of that.
0: That's Mike Brennan. Co founder and CEO of two tech businesses called Tutut and Stribe. In this episode, Mike explains how his products solve important school and workplace issues, and how his own difficult experience at school led him to become the founder of Tutut. Mike also emphasizes the importance of really listening and giving people freedom to do what they've been brought in to do. Thank you for joining us, Mike, for this manageable conversation. I wonder if you could say a little bit about what you do and uh, we can take it from there.
1: We have two uh, software products. The first is the world's first reporting app for children and young people in schools in which they can report mental health uh, or bullying concerns directly to their school environment. We have over 300 schools and have supported 600,000 children to date and a natural progression into our other product is um, a platform called Stribe, and that enables organizations to connect with their people to make them feel happier and safer. It's a staff engagement platform that allows organizations to uh, listen to their staff in a more regular way through pulse questions and through employee voice.
0: I'm just curious, Mike. What influenced you to set about building these two organisations? We're very much an impact-led
1: organisation, and we 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 ensure that when we report on our KPIs, that impact and usage is at the forefront of both of To uh, To and Strive. Um, I was bullied very heavily throughout primary and secondary school, um, and found it very very difficult to speak up and therefore to have a voice. Um, and so this kind of common mission of giving individuals a voice sort of runs through my veins and wanting to find better ways to support people to have a voice in both schools and in organizations is 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 intrinsic to me as a result of kind of the journey that i went through my early years one
0: thing you've just said it it seemed almost effortless and flowed off your tongue what you just shared about the fact that you were bullied through school there may be quite a few people listening that wouldn't find that so easy to divulge or admit or even think about solving somehow. What was your journey to becoming so fluent, I suppose, in talking about this difficult period and showing your vulnerability? And and what is it that you think makes it so hard for others potentially to do likewise?
1: A great question, Farley. I think first and foremost, you have to understand yourself as a person Um, and you know I was extremely passionate about changing circumstances for other people as a result of what happened to me and I think every single business, uh, every single team, every single individual starts with their own journey and their own story. So I was very very lucky that I was able to take my experiences and I I think turn them into positivity.
0: Unless I'm mistaken Mike you've left out the fact that you were also recognised in the Forbes um, 30 under 30 list in Europe a few years ago, and I'm sure you've um, learned a lot of um, valuable lessons that others would do well to, to listen to. What tips might you have, Mike, based on your experience for those listening, managers, leaders, who might want to follow in your footsteps and you know, be entrepreneurial or, or, or rise to the top of an organization?
1: I think the first is is to be very, very clear with yourself what it is you're going to do, whether you're setting up a technology-based business, a consultancy, whether you're going to do some charity work. For me, you have to truly be behind that because you're the person that needs to be resilient when a million people tell you no or it won't work. You have to see through that and and prove yourself right and then demonstrate to others how this can work. I think that's really, really important. Once you're so clear that that, that that's what you want to do, I mean, you don't have to have all the answers. You know, you just have to start, but you have to be clear on what you're starting with to just to move that needle forward and follow I'm sure you, you, you can answer that question back to yourself and just say about what made you start. But the, the the second point for me is 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 hire people that are a lot smarter, a lot brighter, and have done it before. Um, I have an incredible uh, team around me. I am not a, a technologist, I am not a developer. I am a, a, a man with a vision <laughs> and know where I want to get to. So I had to hire and find great talent around me. And, and then the final point is is learn quickly. If you've got a clear vision idea of what you want to do, you can get a group of people around you that you trust and that are smarter than you to solve the challenges and fill those, those skill gaps that you don't have because we don't we aren't all perfect, and then you move
0: quickly. Things, things will happen. I wonder if you could share some thoughts on what sorts of things you think gets the best out of the individuals around you or the teams that you're responsible for.
1: I'm still learning this, but I think I've certainly learned a hell of a lot over the last 18 months of the pandemic because it's kind of forced us to have to work in a certain way and even more so to listen to the needs of our people. Um, people want trust People want to be trusted to get on with the job. Of course, you know there are times where we need to look back at KPIs and measurements and understand whether that is working. But if you trust people to do the job that you've employed and you empower them to get on with that and you're clear on that structure, that's what gets the most out of teams. Ultimately, as a leader, as a manager, getting out of the way of the great people that you've hired to do the job and the task that you've asked them to and trusting that they'll come back over a period of time with if not the results with with some learnings as to why and the iteration should have happened well before the end of that but you no know, prior to that I was very much a go 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 probably a micro manager in these are the 50 things I need uh, doing and I would check up on that all the time just to make sure that was happening because I was doing my part and wanted to make sure the team were doing their part but equally the, the team needed to know that I was doing my part to support them but all that did was drive potentially certain behaviours that doesn't give anybody freedom to think or freedom to innovate or freedom freedom to try things through trust.
0: I'd like to pause here and consider this point about freedom. One of the important activities of managers is surely to frequently assess the frame within which team members operate autonomously. It's well established by the science that we need autonomy to thrive and feel motivated. Too much of it though And we may lose ourselves with insufficient skills, support and supervision. Too little autonomy and we feel stifled with no room to stretch and learn from challenges and mistakes. When did you last give proper thought to the frame of autonomy each person in your team has and how they feel about the size of that frame? I'm curious what influenced your shift? I think two parts. I think the main influence
1: was the staggering change in how we went to work from um, an office-based technology business where we were all collaborating together to being forced to work from home where you physically couldn't be speaking to everybody every second of the day otherwise the job would not have got done per se. So for me that, that kind of forced this opportunity to allow people to work in a more flexible way in a way in which they wanted to to support their well-being and their engagement. And it allowed me to try something that I hadn't uh, tried before, which was to turn from kind of input KPIs of, you know, how many organizations are you contacting? How many bits of content are we getting out Um, to an outcome-based element of here is the target for the business? How are we all going to achieve this together? And can we come up with some ways in which we can move this forwards? Uh, And the problem was given to my CTO my COO um and then ultimately that was filtered down to their teams to be able to then come back with those solutions and and move very very quickly so it, it actually liberated me as a as a as a leader and a manager because I always felt like I had to have all the answers and, and make everything happen and drive that forwards but as as we all know as leaders Farley, we don't always have those answers and 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 by giving people the opportunity to think to do to create to invest um empowered those people that I I, I, I didn't realise that I had within my organisation and also gave me some breathing space to think about, okay, we've got the short-term covered. That's now what's going to happen for the next you know three months. What's happening for the next six months and the next 12 months is where I ultimately need to start to look at as, as a leader um, to then get through those challenges that were coming ahead rather than always sort of walking onto the challenges one after another because our heads were down focused on maybe the wrong inputs.
0: How do you cope? How do you handle the inevitable pressures and setbacks and sacrifices that you've got to make to pursue your purpose and mission
1: sometimes that's difficult as much exercise as possible and i am learning to try and switch off a lot more than i once have i mean look starting um, an organization in a business isn't isn't necessarily for the faint-hearted but for me I I wanted to make a difference. Um I had uh, a couple of ideas that I that I felt could do that over time and ultimately I wanted to to, to be an entrepreneur and I am also financially driven. It, it it's just important to try and get that balance right. There there are times where there are days where you finish and you don't know <laughs> where your day has gone or what has actually happened, but that's where it's important to come back to that focus and back to those objectives and and and, and self-reflect and say, you know, have I focused on what needs to happen right now? Are my teams doing what they need to achieve um and also sharing honestly with the team there there have been times where I haven't had the energy to, to to keep selling keep promoting the business and 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 by sharing that with colleagues and teams that have got the energy they've been able to help and and, and support with that I I won't shy away from the fact that yes I've had some really difficult times with sort of running out of steam and energy because it is busy keeping two businesses going but taking that time off uh, when you need to not when it's too late and making some time to truly switch off that actually gives you your best thinking time and that's where some of the best ideas have come when I've actually walked away for a week or 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 a few days of rest and gone I understand how I need to fix that problem now or I've got some energy back to to go again and if you don't have that energy and and, and that drive then it can be difficult.
0: If you focus on your responsibilities as a leader Mike and clearly you're doing amazing things already what, what sorts of things influence you and stretch you and challenge you as you set about scaling what you've started and, and growing as a person
1: I think for me personally the unknown is quite exciting I, I on, on, on the risk-taking scale I, I'm probably more towards the risk-taker end than not so being able to take on new challenges or new projects that fit in with kind of our our core focus and our core mission really excites me. I like to see people grow and, and I think innovation and iteration, we are using some of the most advanced technology in the world with the developers and the teams that we employ that's what really drives me when I have the odd moment to sit back with a cup of tea and speak to the team and listen to what they've been focused on and the challenges that they've been trying to overcome with technology that isn't being (laughs) used um, as widely as it probably will in the future that that really inspires me and excites me and 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 I hope that, that that in my journey I'm able to leave a legacy in these organizations of toot, toot and strive and I hope they go on for hundreds and hundreds of years to come as a result of what we're building now
0: what message would you give managers leaders aspiring managers that would complement what you're trying to achieve and and contribute to thriving organizations communicate with your
1: teams I think it splits into two personally i'm always uh working at becoming a better manager um I, I think i'm a good leader and a good vision uh setter i don't think i'm a good manager as or, or, or as good as i want to be in the future and i think that comes down to listening to teams and communicating to teams and i think this falls into both what manageable does and also from strive's point of view is is helping to have better conversations and to find ways in which you can either face to face or digitally listen to your staff from some of our recent case studies by giving teams a voice or giving confidence and trust in which people can have their say to suggest ideas to raise concerns in a really really safe space that really empowers people and engages people into the organization and i think in my experience of working with lots of large organizations Many managers um, talk a lot, but a lot of managers forget to listen. And I think if, if you can take the time to carve out and, you know, have half a day, an hour with your teams to understand their needs and you can make some incremental changes that can support their environment, that's what really will drive forward your organization.
0: That's great, Mike. I, I wanted to thank you so much for taking the time. It was a pleasure listening to you. Thank you, Farley. Thank you for having me. If you enjoyed this Manageable Conversation, there are many other perspectives we offer our community of managers worldwide who coach, and individuals from all walks of life who benefit from being coached. That's all from me, I'm Farley Thomas, until next time.